These kids have mummy issues. Today on Podcast Magoria. Episode of Podcast Magoria's Halloween A to Z. I'm James. And I'm Autumn. And today, dear listeners, I will be revealing our <laughs> hmm. you movie. You for Under Wraps, the <laughs> 1997 <laughs> classic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness, because we did, well, I put on the newer one from 2021 while James was doing some editing yeah. and just to, so we had a educated comparison. Yeah. I might need to give it another watch cause I wasn't particularly paying attention, but I wasn't either. And I'm going to tell you right now that movie was soulless. Yeah. It just <laughs> did not have the charm. So if anybody out there that's listening that has only seen the remake and has not seen the original, maybe give the original a watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So at least you can make the same comparisons that we're going to make. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Yes, this 1997 hour and a half long Disney Channel movie mm-hmm. was a thrill for 90s kids far and wide back oh, in the day. Oh yeah. I remember when it premiered. It was Me too. one of the few times I actually had uh, the Disney Channel. Uh, ah. <laughs> I think did that... you actually watch it when it came on? I did. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. And I think it was one of those like free Disney weekend kind of situations. Oh, yeah. So where they showed Alice in Wonderland in the mornings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. So, yeah, like got got to actually catch this one whenever it came out. Um, there's a lot of other Disney Channel movies I did not catch because I either didn't have it or maybe I wasn't too terribly interested in it. Yeah. I just remember when it premiered, everybody like at school, you know, on Monday was like, oh my God, did you watch Under Wraps? Yeah. Mommy, cool stuff. You know, everybody was talking about it. Yeah, it was definitely a big deal. Yeah. It, it was a time when stuff like this, Halloween specials and, you know, especially Disney Channel exclusive uh-huh. movies, like that was the event. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe one of the sadder factors of living in the future when there's two billion channels. Yeah. And, and a, a ton of streaming services and exclusives left and right. It, it kind of makes stuff like this, for instance, with the new one, when it came out, probably wasn't that big. Like, Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of hubbub. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of hubbub. And there's even a second one now. Yeah. Yeah. Which we haven't watched and I'll probably get around to it just because. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just so crazy. I also want to point out at the top of the episode, which is weird for me, hmm. uh, that this is not available on Disney Plus. Yeah, they had it available for a short while. Yeah. I guess like until they put out the new one. Yeah. Then they're like, get rid of that old yeah, get that stinky one. Yeah. It, and the thing is, is it wasn't even like available out of the gate on Disney Plus. They held off on it and people were demanding to see it. Yeah. And then they added in like Mr. Boogie and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then finally threw this on here with the rest of the Disney Channel movies and then quickly yanked it. So, again, this is a little weird for me to do this, but 
at the top of the episode. Yeah, we had to watch this through other means. Yeah, we ended up having to find a a rip on YouTube. Yeah, high quality one. So at least it wasn't like Ghost Chase. Yeah, but I still think if we had been able to watch it through the Disney Channel, it would have been even better quality. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Know. Yeah, like because it was probably just a rip of a rip of a rip. <laughs> so let's get started in talking about this movie. It starts with the title sequence, which is incredibly charming. Yeah, I specifically wanted to mention that most of the Disney Channel movies have this charming little intro it seems um mm-hmm. and this one is especially charming with the like stop motion snakes and yeah. other little like ancient egypt symbols yeah and yeah stuff. And, like the the mummy hand is like you know wiping away the the letters of the of the names and such yeah like, yeah yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's super cute yeah it's very cute once our title sequence ends it goes into there's a family having a dinner and they're I like this whole opening sequence. I was like, oh, man, is this not really under wraps? Because I didn't remember this at all. <laughs> yeah, I didn't remember this part either. It's just family at dinner table yeah. talking about the existence of monsters. Yeah. And what do you know? There's a monster outside the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the kids are kind of like you know, they're arguing and stuff. And like the dad's being kind of crappy about everything. And finally dinner's done. And the dad goes over to the sink to do the dishes. And then drops a knife into the garbage disposal. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like the knife is like rattling around, blade pointing up. And then the monster breaks in the window, grabs his head and goes to pull it down. Mm-hmm. onto the knife this is when it's revealed that this is just a movie within the movie however yeah, it, it, this it, is effing extreme it, yeah for a disney channel movie yeah i bet kids that were easily scared of stuff were like eek but i mean i was again like during that segment going i don't think this is <laughs> yeah I for a second i really it. thought that it wasn't under yeah. wraps either instead it is the movie within the movie uh-huh. yes it's lovable old warhead yeah good old warhead everybody loves warhead this is like the seventh warhead movie i think it's revealed yeah <laughs> in the remake they're really really stuck on the warhead thing yeah because they mention warhead like a million times mm. In the remake. Weird. But in this one, I think this is the only instance of Warthead. Uh, later on, there is a Warhead dummy. Oh, well, but every <laughs> like conversation isn't, oh, man, I love Warthead. Oh, yeah, He's definitely. He's so cool. Definitely not. Yeah, and there's a lot of like little weird things about how the character dynamics are different in the, in the uh, remake. But yeah. we're, let's continue on. It is revealed that this movie is playing in theaters. There's our two main characters, Gilbert and Marshall. Mm-hmm. And Gilbert's just like, zoinks, this is too scary for me. I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, Marshall ends up coming out after the movie's done. And the two boys end up talking about, you know, the like the movie and such. And, yeah. and we get driven home. And this is not the only time this happens <laughs> that Gilbert is not into the spooky, scary. No, at all. no, he is not. 
But you know what he is a fan of? Nazis. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he's Yeah, like, that was weird. He's talking about how his favorite movie is The Sound of Music and how it's got nature, it's got music, it's got Nazis. And we, me and James were just like, what? Wait, no, this that's, isn't. <laughs> that's what he watches Sound of Music for? That's is the Nazis? Ta- yeah, that's his okay. takeaway. He's just like, man, Rolf is awesome. <laughs> but yeah, old Gilbert is a little bit of a scaredy cat mm-hmm. and Mark. Marshall is a big, huge horror junkie. Yes. Like, that's pretty much all that he watches is horror movies. Yeah. And as they're walking, they pass by a spooky house, and Gilbert mentions, hey, the guy that lives there hasn't paid me in two years for delivering his newspapers. Yeah. Isn't that guy a jerk? Yeah, he's like, ain't that about a bitch? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Marshall's just like, well, we're going to collect tonight. And the whole time Gilbert's like, absolutely not. Let's not bother the poor man. And uh, <laughs> like they get up to the front door. Marshall uh, rings the doorbell and Mr. Kubot opens up and is, you know, your typical kids movie creepy guy. Yeah. 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 Just towering over him. Like, not saying you know, anything. Yeah. Just staring. And Mr. Kubot has a friend with him. yeah this friend just happens to be a dog okay and uh, scares both gilbert and marshall away yeah 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 they end up running off and uh mr kubot is just like (laughs) they literally squeal all the way to marshall's home Mm -hmm. and this is when we kind of find out a little bit about marshall's family dynamic his mom has a boyfriend that he doesn't really like. and yeah. Yep. Marshall's mom's boyfriend is named Ted. And hey, kids, look, it's old Patrick Starr himself. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, which uh, he plays a dual role because he's, he's not just Ted, but he's another character. I'll be coming up oh, here shortly. <laughs> I wonder who it is. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Gilbert ends up being sent on his way. And Marshall is just, you know, it's... It's awkward for him because he's dealing with the fact that there's a new man in his mom's life. And mm-hmm. and, and Ted seems perfectly nice. Like, he's trying yeah. to pal around with them. Yeah, he offers them ice cream. He's yeah. like, why don't we have ice cream tonight? That yeah. sounds good, right? Yeah. And Marshall's snubs the ice cream. Can yeah. you believe that? What kid doesn't want ice cream? A uh, kid that's lactose intolerant in the 90s because <gasps> uh, there wasn't a whole lot of options then. Ah. Uh, I was a lactose intolerant kid in the 90s, and I would have still wanted ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Marshall ends up going to his room, and I just want to point out how fantastic his bedroom is. Yes. Uh, Just full of horror things. I remember being so jealous as a kid, and I am... So jealous as an adult, too. Yeah, yeah his bedroom is, is very similar to, I can't remember the character's name, from, from Ghost Chase. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like parallels yeah. in this hmm. movie. Hmm. <laughs> Suspicious. Somebody worked on Ghost Chase in this film, apparently. <laughs> yeah, he's just really feeling it. <laughs> yeah. We do go ahead to the next day, and at school, news is spreading rather quickly that Mr. Kubot died of a heart attack the previous night. Gilbert and Marshall find out this news through their friend Amy. Poor man died in his pancake mix. Yeah, Amy has to clarify that Mr. Kubot did not die of the pancake mix. It was, in fact, the heart attack. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we also learn a little bit more about Mr. Kubot. He worked at the museum and mm-hmm. had a crap ton of like relics and such. Amy also reveals that she, uh, her mom, is the realtor dealing with uh, the Kubot estate and talks a little bit more about all the various things. Yeah, she tells Marshall, hey, I know you like spooky things, and there's a lot of spooky things down in the basement of Mr. Kubot, so why don't we go and take a look? Yeah, Gilbert is kind of like the Chucky Finster of this movie, where he's like, I don't know, guys, I don't think that's such a great idea. And they're just like, quiet, you. (laughs) Yeah, when they go to pick up Gilbert that night, he's still just kind of like, I really don't think this is a good idea. And they actually convince him to go through his mom. Yeah. Because at first he's like, oh, well, my mom doesn't want me to go out. It's a school night. Oh, And they're just like, oh, well, don't worry. We can help with that. And they shout out, hey, can Gilbert go get ice cream with us? Yeah, and then it's revealed that Gilbert's mom is really into quote role play and she is currently under the character as Esmeralda. Yeah. Um hmm. Yeah. That's a weird that's what an odd thing to throw into the movie. It really was, I guess. There's was no it, payoff. It was yeah, was it that the actress just was like so nervous she couldn't say the line any other way than oh yes that will be fine yeah or oh, however she delivered it maybe they just didn't want to uh pay for another on-screen oh, actor oh maybe <laughs> They're just and... like all right this budget we can't afford another person to take up screen time yeah when they get to mr kubot's house they're just going straight to the basement so mm-hmm. they try the window to the basement first so they push and push and push on the window and this causes gilbert to kind of fall into the basement halfway and his glasses fall and ooh, something in the basement gets a little tussled around <laughs> Get a little beaten up. Okay, it's a sarcophagus, yeah, people. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Gilbert ends up seeing it and freaks the fuck out and runs off, you know, leaving behind his glasses. Whenever Amy and Marshall catch up with him, they're just like, What'd you see? What'd you see? He ends up telling them that he saw a coffin, quote. Yes. Um, throughout <laughs> the entire movie. They keep calling it a coffin. Which I suppose maybe the kids don't know any better, but also the goons later on, not to spoil, also keep calling it a coffin as well. I think only a handful of people actually say the word sarcophagus. Yeah, I think Amy eventually does, but did Disney Channel just think that kids didn't know what a sarcophagus was? Maybe somebody on set couldn't say sarcophagus. I was kept saying esophagus. I was going to say, because half of the 90s kids that I knew were obsessed with Egypt stuff. So all of us should have known what sarcophagus was. Yeah, most kids I knew were like, man, I'd love to eat some mummy fingers. (laughs) (laughs) They were all British. Oh, okay. They were all British. Imperial. Like, yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he reveals to them what he had saw, they were just like, oh, my God, we got to get down there. Plus, also, you lost your glasses and you don't want your mom, Esmeralda, to be mad about you losing <laughs> your glasses. And he's just like, ah, shit. <laughs> Amy also reveals because like they're just like, well, how are we going to get in there? Because it's like a 10 foot drop through the window. How, how, if we got in, how would we even get out? Amy ends up saying, oh, well, I'll just get the house key from my mom. Yeah, they could have done that the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And that's what Gilbert's just like, wait, there, you had the house key. Why didn't we do that? And she's just like, well, where would be the fun in that? Right. (laughs) 
while they're talking, we do get to see that the mummy is starting to come alive yes. in the moonlight. Ooh. <laughs> when they arrive back at the house, Gilbert, of course, is extra weary now. Um, and Amy and Marshall end up splitting off to go into the basement because Gilbert's like, no way I'm going down there. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to stay behind. Which, much to his chagrin, that was the wrong choice. Yeah. Because he ends up running into... <gasps> The mummy. That's right. Yeah. Then we have, you know, a Scooby-Doo mummy chase. Yes. Because, <laughs> like, the kids, you know, like, the other two end up coming upstairs, too. We have a bunch of mummy chasing going on. It's, it's great because of the fact that since, the you know, the poor mummy's been sleeping for all this time, first thing he really needs to do is take a long Austin Powers-style piss. I know. I, as an adult, watching that scene was just so awkward. Yeah. Why, why was that needed? Yeah, you know. Well, especially because of the fact that realistically, the mummy's all dried out. So Yeah, he probably wouldn't be pee-peeing. No. See, this should have been the sound of, like, sand or pebbles or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. <laughs> that would have been pretty funny, Would we actually. have known it was the sound of sand? I don't know. I don't know. Have you ever heard sand pour into a toilet? Not into a toilet, oh. no. Okay. But <laughs> I have heard sand pouring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As the kids are trying to sneak past the bathroom, the mummy ends up catching Gilbert and gives him back his glasses. Oh, he's a sweetheart. Oh, he's just a little sweetie. Yeah. Gilbert is too scared, of course, to move. And Marshall ends up putting himself between Gilbert and the mummy. Um, Gilbert runs off. But then, like, Marshall's just like, maybe this mummy's not so bad. And it's kind of amazing how quick everybody's just like, man, you know what? You know what? This mummy, like, everybody's got their faults, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, Marshall's actually, like, it's amazing how quickly he's just very concerned about the concept of, you know, reporting the mummy to the authorities because they might dissect him or, yeah. or, or all this other horrible stuff. And it's just like, you... 10 seconds ago, run for your life. Mm -hmm. And yeah, sure, the mummy gave your friend his glasses back. Well, and they also see that the mummy was really scared by Marshall's uh, beeping watch. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. His, little, his little digital watch alarm yeah. keeps going off. So that that also makes them go, oh, he's just a big little softy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they end up, well, Marshall ends up forming like almost like a psychic link with the mummy. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> I can understand you. You can understand me. Wink. <laughs> and I need you to stay here until we come up with a plan. And Mummy's just mm. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to talk for a second a little bit about the Mummy's design. Yeah. And compare Mummy to Mummy. Hmm. <laughs> so, all right. Now, I remembered the Mummy's design where the mouth was actually just one whole piece yeah. And so I didn't like I had, I didn't remember that the mouth could kind of move. Yeah, I guess he just doesn't move his mouth much. Yeah, because uh, I too also remember it being a s kind of stationary piece, but he still moves it slightly. Yeah, so yeah. I guess it's more of a realistic. Oh well, yeah, it's better way he'd move because compared to the mummy's design in the remake. Yeah, where he's just uh, moving his mouth any old way. And okay, guys, this is something, <laughs> this is a bit like, I don't point out my 
direct pet peeves very often or maybe i do i don't know i don't listen to these episodes <laughs> uh, but the thing that bothered uh, that bothered me about the remakes design is that they put his teeth on his lip yeah so they're just jiggling around yeah blah, 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 blah. and also you can see the actor's regular old ass teeth yeah inside his mouth yeah they should have blocked them (laughs) jiggling around they should have blocked them out or something yeah like maybe put some sort of like gum uh, yeah like like or at least like like just or yeah i think just blocking it out yeah Yeah. something anything else but but putting the 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 teeth on the lip just looked silly Mm -hmm. as i said they're just jumbling around the mummy design (laughs) i don't know i just like i want to say the mummy design for this movie it's not perfect by any means. I like means. him. I like him just fine. He's, uh, you know, he's no worse than the mummy in Big, Big Bad Beetleborgs. I, I like the design in Under Wraps because he's adorable, but yeah. still, like, gross and nasty, like, spooky looking. I just think that the mummy in this movie kind of looks like if Bigfoot had had laser hair removal that had gone wrong <laughs> so he's wearing bandages because mm. i think that he's got kind of like this bigfoot vibe about him well yeah yeah like, you i know, think it's the yeah, he's, he's kind of like bigfoot in uh, a goofy movie yeah you know? <laughs> just need to be peeking through some underwear <laughs> all right so enough about talking about the the mummy's design moving on the next day at school amy thinks they should tell somebody about the mummy still and they're just like, I don't know about this. Okay, so here's it's a, another... It's, it's a lot of back and forth about back and forth. that. Now, here's here's another weird thing about this movie. Because we do... Greg, I don't want to just have nostalgia goggles on here. Okay? Yeah, of course. Is they do a weird thing where... And I thought it was going to be more than just technically twice. Though this is the only instance that's really this. Is they'll throw, they throw in a random kid. Yeah. And in this case, you have this kid that's like got a big old crush on amy and she's just like you know get hit the bricks kid yeah i think it was to show that amy's an independent girl yeah she doesn't need a boy and she thinks boys are icky yeah they also have this weird moment of pointing out that she has just started wearing a bra yeah that that's i think that's a little later on okay. from this scene Maybe, but like, that yes that does happen yeah and it's weird. They keep trying to make Amy like some sort of like heartthrob situation. Heartthrob situation. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, she's like, what, 11 years old? I have no idea. Don't mm. care. It's creepy. <laughs> it's weird. It would be weird even if they were all like 15 or 16. It's still yeah, weird. Yeah, it'd still be weird. We don't need to address that. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> th- this scene is also weird though because we already kind of had this whole discussion on what we should do with the mummy. Yeah. And also, we've already seen that this mummy isn't dangerous, mm-hmm. but Amy is going, the mummy could be dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Marshall's just like, well, how about this? Won't we talk to our local mummy expert? That's right. So we can have a better idea of what to do about the mummy. Uh, they end up going to Forbidden World. Yes. I really wish that I had had a store like this growing up. I, You know, growing up in the 90s, 
you had all these shows like Are You Afraid of the Dark? You had this movie and Erie, Indiana, and all these. Yeah. Uh, Pee- Never Ending Story. Never Ending Story. Uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. All these places, there might be, there's a common theme here, folks. And that is that all of these places in, their, uh, in all these towns, there is some sort of wacky novelty horror like magic shop. Yeah. And I guess the bookstore never ending story doesn't really count, but still gives the same vibe. The vibe. There where were all these places? I know. <laughs> like, um, okay, but I will say mm-hmm. I want this place yeah. as a child, but I don't want a Bruce in my life. Yeah, we could probably live without Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Bruce like seems like a nice enough guy. He's a nice enough guy. Cause he like tells the kids all about mommy stuff. Yeah. Blah blah blah. But it's kind of obvious that he only hangs around kids. Yeah, he's a grown ass man with only kids as friends. There's a problem. That's a little weird. This is just a weird, weird theme too. Yeah. This movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're like I. I yeah, he reminds me a little bit of uh, Craig from Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, know, yeah. Where it's just like big, big For nice guy, but maybe also could probably, like, God forbid he meets Marshall's mom, you know, because then he might be creepy Ooh. on her. For a second, I thought that it was that guy. Then I thought it was the guy from Jurassic Park. And then I'm like, wait, <laughs> no, this is a completely different third guy. Uh, You know who this guy is? Who? He's the guy... <laughs> <laughs> in Groundhog's Day. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. Yes, he where, is. Where yes. Bill Murray's just like, oh, you, you, you yeah. know, like your outfit. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Things are looking up. Yeah. Yeah. It's awoken something in me. Yeah. Yeah. That's that guy. Okay. Yeah, so there really is. Stuff too, but... There really is a third, another guy. That's right. Like that. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> from that mold of human. Yes. <laughs> yep, he's from the same store in the same section. Uh, yeah, so he, what he ends up revealing about this supposed mummy's curse or, or this, this lore is that um, more or less this event happens to occur around Halloween mm-hmm. where the mummy gets to come to life. But if he does not return back to his tomb by midnight Halloween night, then he will turn to dust. I want to say, mm-hmm. I don't think it's been mentioned that it's around Halloween. Oh yeah. Until this moment. Yeah. Uh, there is for a split second, right before this, you do see jack-o'-lanterns on okay. a porch. Well, I will say this looks like it's springtime. Yeah, yeah. Um, it does not look like fall. Yeah, I would sure. have never guessed that this was around Halloween. Yeah, it's the like the day before Halloween. Yeah, yeah, until they shoehorned in this, yeah. oh, we got to get it done by Halloween. Yeah, it's kind of like Hack-A-Lantern. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, by the way, guys, there's a Halloween dance. Did you know there's a Halloween dance? Hey, there's a Halloween <laughs> dance. We're slugs. Yeah. yeah we're just like, oh, it happens to be a Halloween movie. <laughs> <laughs> also, I want to know, they didn't say like a specific time that the mummy comes out. Yeah. So technically, right after midnight on Halloween, <laughs> the mummy could get back out. Like as soon as yeah. it turns 1 a.m., he's like, all right. Yeah. Or well, I guess it depends on when daylight savings time lands that year. Right. Or, or if it's a leap year. What Does if that, it's a leap year? Do we take that into account? What about like, what if El Nino or La Nina is going on? Oh my like, gosh. You know, there's, there's like, do they take into account global warming? You yeah. Know? Like, what? what if it's cloudy out? 
He's not right? hit by the moonlight. Right. Is it just the moonlight that brings him to life, or was that a coincidence? Mm, Is it specifically just the date, made up date and time? Yeah. Well, I think there might have been some clarification there. Maybe. In, like, in like the picture, because he shows like a little like diagram and stuff, and it shows the phases of the moon. I assume that if we had our ha- our hands on that book, we might know more about it. <laughs> uh, we've taken too long talking about this scene. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So they're just like, oh shit, we need to get to um we need to get the mummy back to his tomb we got well first of all we also need to check on the damn mummy yeah well unfortunately when they get there they find out through this weird kid that's just like (laughs) this is a weird little kid it's a weird little kid well this is that thing where (laughs) it's just like they they they, it's almost as if they shove the kid like it's like hey kid you want to be in a film yeah sure mister all right and go. We got all these Tootsie Pops for <laughs> That's you. That's right. Oh boy, I love Tootsie Pops. He looks, he looks like a kid that would be like, I love Tootsie Pops. He looks like a kid that wandered off the set from Little Rascals. <laughs> the original. Yes, our gang. Yes. Like a time warp happened. Yes. Because he talks like that yes. too. But he's just like, <laughs> yeah, the house has been empty. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yep, I saw a truck. And it's like, oh shit. So they rush over to the house. Yeah. Um, when they go in, Amy sees that her mom's there uh-huh. and they've already moved everything out. And when they ask her about, like, what happened to the stuff in the basement, apparently there was nothing in the basement. Oh, how suspicious. That's weird. Mm. And there was definitely no mummies around. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amy's mom's just like, what are you kids up to? And they're just like, well, we're just being kids. You know, which is not suspicious at all. Yeah. Hey, you know what? What did happen to the mummy? Well, that mummy, he's going about town. He is. We just see all sorts of mummy shenanigans yes. happen. Yeah. Uh, he he gets himself something over at the uh, the dairy freeze. Yep. He goes in a hospital. <laughs> yep. And and watches people and he annoys people. Yes. Um. <laughs> He uh, he ends up getting admitted to the hospital because they think he's a burn victim. Yeah, that has been doing his own medical uh, medical stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, they're just yeah. like, oh, you look awful. <laughs> yeah. Rude, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the mummy ends up getting out of the hospital, and Marshall and gang, you know, are like, oh, mummy, come on, buddy. And uh, the mummy's like, boo, boo. the mummy in the alleyway ends up telling Marshall and gang everything that just happened through a series of grunts and miming. So if you zoned out, thank goodness that the mummy ha- re-explains the, the last like five or six minutes of the film for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, oh, and I love that Marshall's just like, somehow I know exactly what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i loved i loved that little bit it was pretty good they end up sneaking the mummy into marshall's house up into his room and marshall's mom hears the commotion and comes upstairs and the mummy oh, freezes like he's one of uh, marshall's props and she's like oh you know that thing scared the heck out of me it looks real realistic nice nice prop um <laughs> then she's just like well what the hell's up with all the sound she says it like that she's like what the fuck you little shithead yeah on a and disney channel starts movie. slapping him around can you believe it and he's screaming um no uh <laughs> she's just like what what's all the noise and marshall ends up coming up with the bullshit story that amy was showing them how to clog 
Yeah, and she's actually pretty good at clogging too. So yeah. lucky them that she yeah. could actually do it. She does a little bit of uh, soft shoe for uh, Marshall's mom. Yeah. She's just like, wow, pretty cool. Well, gotta go. <laughs> Before she leaves, she mentions the smell of the room, which, yeah. I mean, it's been mentioned a couple of times that this mummy stinks. Well, you try to not take a bath for 4,000 years and I see know, how good you smell. I know. Mm. This is when the kids kind of talk a little bit about the mummy and yeah. go, well, what should we call him? Because we obviously need a name for the mummy. Yeah. Marshall goes, well, let's call him Harold. And I'm like, well, why? And he goes, well, he kind of looks like my Uncle Harold. Cool. Cool. Uh, now, <laughs> in the remake, it's the name ends up being what it is because it's trying to be like this touching, sad moment. Yeah, it was, a, it, it was, was like unnecessary. Yeah, where it's like the kid, the Marshall character, like... Uh, it's just like, oh, you remind me of like my dead grandpa. So Harold it is. And we will refer to the mummy as Harold from this point on. That's I right. promise. Uh, we promise. Now <laughs> let's, you know, we've had a lot of mummy shenanigans and kid shenanigans, but we don't really have much of plot yet. Yeah, not really. Besides learning that the mummy's favorite song is All By Myself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, very good point. Yeah. Uh so let's go ahead and squeeze some plot into this movie. Might as well. And how we do this is we are introduced to our crooks hanging out in a warehouse looking at all the shit that was in Mr. Kubot's basement. Yeah. And also it turns out that Mr. Kubot is alive. Whoa. What a <laughs> twist. <laughs> he's pissed off that the mummy is missing because he's got buyers uh, for all this stuff. And he's just like, well, where'd the mummy go? And the guy's like, I don't know, boss. She wasn't in this thing when we picked it up. And he's just like, oh, you bumbling boobs. I wish he talked like that. I wish he talked like that, too. But unfortunately, and he doesn't. He's just like, well, you got to find that fucking mummy. He doesn't talk like that either. <laughs> mummy. <laughs> that Yeah, there we go. No, he doesn't even talk like that. Wow, you're just... Bad at the you guys are going to have to watch the movie to find out what Mr. Kubot sounds like. <laughs> That's it. That night at a Marshall's house, he's watching his mom and Ted canoodling. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, oh yeah. speaking of Ted, hey, gang, did you figure it out yet? That's right. The actor oh. playing Ted is also playing Harold. Yep. Yeah. So we, we get a big, huh? He's Wait. down there, but he's, but he's up, up there, here. but Whoa. he's down there. Hey. Whoa. That's what's missing from this movie. The mom falling in love with the mummy? Of course. Because that's what I honestly, like, when I was a kid, I always thought that that's where it was going to go. Well, cause, cause, or I always wanted it to go that way. Because uh, Marshall earlier says, when they're like, oh, are you sure that you want... Uh, you know, the mummy to be in your house, and you're just like, oh well, mom's used to tall lugs lumbering around the house. Yeah, and I thought I, that was a you know foreshadowing. Yeah, of I thought the that mom being like, ooh, or the very least mistaken identity situation where they throw mm -hmm. one of Ted's shirts on on yeah, the mummy, or Ted ends up dressing up as a mummy for Halloween. <sighs> Damn it, we wrote a better movie. Ah. <laughs> Ted ends up kind of like discussing with Harold about how he feels about the situation with, with Ted and his and, and his mom. And he's just like, ugh. Yeah, and he pretty much says, 
which I do think a lot of 90s kids had to go through, was most parents end up divorced anyway. Why do they even get together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, essentially is what he's getting to. Yep. Uh, Yeah, 90s movies kind of deconstructed the concept of marriage. The Mummy tries, or I'm sorry, Harold uh, (laughs) tries to make Marshall feel better by uh, presenting him a potted plant. (laughs) <laughs> because he has saw in the hospital that you're supposed to give people uh, flowers yeah. whenever they're feeling blue. Yeah. Oh, what a sweet guy. He Later on, the mummy, oh, I'm sorry, Harold, goes on a little bit of a late night mummy run. And... <laughs> well, yeah, he's playing with Marshall's like little koosh flinger. Yeah. Whenever he goes to sleep and he accidentally flings the koosh ball out, outside. Yeah. So... <laughs> He can't gotta just, go get it. he's gotta go get it. He's a good mummy. He's a good boy. He's a good mummy boy. Yeah. And so he goes downstairs, goes outside, and discovers ah, that rascally dog. The neighborhood dog has the koosh ball. And then he has to chase after that rascally dog. And yep. oh boy. Literal shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah. I just wrote mummy business because <laughs> a bunch of like wacky <laughs> mummy stuff happens. The kids end up discovering, I assume. That Marshall woke up in the middle of the night, discovered Harold was missing, called yeah. his buddies, and was just like, oh, my God, you know, Harold's gone. Let's go find him. Yeah, because we, as the audience, do not see any of that. Just we, just, goes, we just all of a sudden see the kids. They're riding to the museum because I guess they assume Harold's there. Yeah, yeah. It's not a bad assumption. Yeah, it's not bad. And it turns out they, they were, were right. right. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. should Call Columbo. These kids will solve any case. <laughs> yeah. Harold's just there looking at all the Egyptology stuff that they have, including another sarcophagus. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what's going on with that? Yeah, they end up figuring out that Harold is a high priest and that this is his queen and also that he was celibate, uh, which Gilbert ends up going, well, what's. What's celibate mean? And Amy ends up telling him, oh, we'll find out later. <laughs> and it's like, mm, jeez. Hmm. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, not even kids would have, I mean, adults probably were like, oh, ha, 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 Oh, ha, 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 I've laughed into my tea. But kids laughing at that? Well, now, we... it's, well, now it's the kids are asking their parents, hey, hey dad, what's your celibate mean? <laughs> Hey, mister. Why is that a joke in the movie? You'll find out later, kid. (laughs) Uh, Yep. Well, Harold wasn't necessarily like the other high priests, though, in in the way that he was actually in love with the queen. Mm -hmm. Like, there's this whole big backstory for Harold. And he, as they're kind of talking about this, Harold opens the sarcophagus up and we see the queen. Yeah. Pretty good looking for a mummy. Pretty good looking for a mummy. <laughs> a cop outside ends up seeing that the front entrance has been smashed into the museum. And is just like, I need to get back up, boys. And goes inside to investigate, uh, you know, what... Because he probably assumes that somebody's robbing the fucking museum, as people do. And uh, the kids, thankfully, escape. Sneaky kids. Yeah. Harold also knows at this point that he has to be back in his sarcophagus at midnight. He's kind of worried now. Yeah. But instead of worrying about that all night, he watches romance movies as told by Marshall the next day. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, we've 
got to get help to get Harold back to his sarcophagus. Yeah, Marshall, of course, is very worried about the situation and is kind of annoyed with the fact that Gilbert is just playing with Harold and not taking it very serious. Uh, Luckily, that that random weird kid shows back up. (laughs) Leonard is his name, in case kids were wondering. Hey, you guys. Yep. Uh, He ends up telling them about to look out for that ice cream truck that uh that was over there over at kubot's house uh because even though it's an ice cream truck they don't give any ice cream that's when the kids go holy shit that's exactly what they say <laughs> that's what they say in, in like a gilbert godfrey gilbert is possessed by gilbert godfrey and he's just like holy shit i can't believe it <laughs> and, it's the old ice cream factory oh, it's the ice cream factory that's exactly how it happens if you've never seen this movie you have to believe us yeah that's right yep you have to trust what we're saying is true uh they end up disguising the mummy in like this like high fashion disco outfit we have this weird moment between the mummy and like some other high fashion lady who freaks out because the mummy's ugly as fuck in her opinion i was gonna say that's her words she screams she goes holy shit this mummy's ugly as fuck i really can't (laughs) believe how much cussing is in this disney channel this is why it's not on disney plus i guess so it's because all the cursing all the effing and jeffing (laughs) the kids arrive at aaron's ice cream factory that's Mm. right i wrote that down (laughs) and they're spying on the crooks and marshall's just like don't worry about this, folks. I got this. Hey, Harold, give me a hand. And Harold ends up throwing poor Marshall over the fence. Marshall sneaks inside uh, the factory to discover, gasp, that Mr. Kubot is still alive. And mm. gasp, these assholes are planning on selling all this stuff. And what the hell are they going to do? Hey, but at least they know where the coffin is. That's right. <laughs> As they keep saying. So they they make a plan to get it and they decide that they might need Bruce's help as well. Yeah. One of the crooks actually ends up peeping out the window and sees the kids and Harold in tow uh, uh, leaving from the factory area. It's just like, hey Bosh, I think I know where your mummy's at. That's totally how he sounded. (laughs) (laughs) The kids arrive at the Halloween party that all the adults are at. What is this? Hocus Pocus? Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) And also, I guess they don't have as much time as I thought they were going to have. Yeah. I thought they were going to have at least one more day. Yeah. Nope. Right to the fucking business. Yeah, right. As, As Marshall said. Yes. All right, kids. Right to the fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they uh, they go to this Halloween party to look for Bruce. The kids, they're kind of dressed up. Gilbert says he's Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Amy puts on some Princess Leia buns. And Marshall is a uh, Marshall. That's right. Marshall ain't got time for that nonsense. He's a man that's got a plan. That's right. Marshall and Amy end up going into the party and Gilbert is behind with Harold, and he's just like, oh, my God, I'm so thirsty. Oh, aren't you thirsty? Shouldn't we get something to drink? <laughs> yeah, uh, he leaves He leaves Harold there, even though he was supposed to be watching Harold. Yeah. Uh, you had one job, Gilbert, and you fucked the duck. Yeah, you're not <laughs> you're not scared to go in the party and get something to drink, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Doesn't look like too you're too scared now. Yeah, you're only scared if it doesn't interest Gilbert. That's right. I see. He's uh-huh. the real villain of the movie. <laughs> Hashtag screw Gilbert. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Down with Gilbert. <laughs> 
inside the party, we see that Bruce has a little mini, like, haunted house set up yeah. for the party goers. And I really wish that I could go in it. I love that stuff. It looks so it's, cool. Uh, I love that stuff so much. He's he's making great money, and he doesn't want to leave. He's yeah. like, come on, kid. Screw, get away, get away, get away. Screw I, up. I know screw that off. you're my only friends, but <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I also need money for things. <laughs> of course, being left alone, Harold's got to see what's going on inside the party. Yeah, this is all new to him. Yeah. Well, except for the visage of familiar face. Yeah, we have a lady dressed like Cleopatra. Oh, <laughs> boy. Yep. The crooks also arrive at the party and they're just like, we're going to find that GD mummy. See, I can, oh, I can, they I can stop. Yeah. That. Yeah, well, the, the adults aren't allowed to curse. <laughs> Oh, okay. It makes, it's okay if the kids are cursing. They don't know any better. They're kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, as as Harold dances to All By Myself with Cleo. Yeah. Because it's his favorite song. That's right. Gilbert has an incident with the principal where he runs into the principal. and Yeah. Well, yeah, because the principal's dressed up like a mommy. Yeah. And, and Gilbert, like, what the fuck are you doing, you dipshit? <laughs> and the principal's like, excuse me. <laughs> and Gilbert's like, zoinks, I didn't mean the curse at you, Mr. Principal. Ha-cha-cha. <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, Marshall is, like, begging and pleading with Bruce to help. No, he's telling him the whole situation with Harold. And Bruce is like... And I'm supposed to believe that? Right. Come yeah. on. A, a woman ends up coming up to Harold and, quote, Cleo. And it's just like, what the hell are you doing dancing with another woman? And then she's just like, and then the Cleo's just like, what other woman? Yeah, that's my husband. You're married? And there's this big kerfuffle. But then the principal walks up dressed as the mummy. And they're just like, well, wait a minute. If you're there, then who is this guy dressed as a mummy? They pull away the bandages that are covering his uh, big old smiling face. <laughs> and they're just like, jeepers. It's a mummy. And everybody screams. Ack. Uh, the <laughs> goons are like, ah, that's our GD mummy we've been looking for. <laughs> and the kids are like, holy fucking shit, we got to get out of here. Yep. In the <laughs> entire huge shuffle, yeah. Harold is kidnapped. Yeah. Harold ends up get, uh, getting kidnapped. Well, you know, he did, but he was doing a uh, pulling a Hodor. And it was holding the door. Oh, well, that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. That's so good. I yeah. hope that hurt our Game of Thrones fans listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, since Bruce saw Harold now, he's like, okay, I guess I can help you, my only friends. Yeah, I think that he said, when I saw his face, now I'm a believer. That song is not in this movie, James. Surprisingly enough, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> they come up with a game plan on what they're going to do on how they're going to save Harold. And Bruce has in the back of his hearse just like a whole shit ton of uh, props. So it's kind of like the Podcast Magoria van. It is, yeah. You never know what exactly you're going to find like back it. there. There's intestines, there's body parts, and the kids go in and they end up tearing a, uh, tearing a new one into the goons using intestines and body parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can easily take care of the guards with the props. And yeah. I'm like, I can't believe that actually worked. 
No, it would have worked if it hadn't been for that damn Kubot. That's right. Yeah, the deal with the buyer kind of went sour mm-hmm. uh, because, well, there wasn't a freaking mummy in the sarcophagus. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Marshall ends up finding Harold. Hey, this was a weird moment where Harold is tied up. Like he's got his arms over his head because he's all chained up. Yeah. And then Marshall keeps almost punching him in the dick. Like, yeah, I kept feeling, feeling bad. I was like, oh poor my actor. God. He's like, I hope he's wearing a cup. Jeez Louise. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, of course they all get caught by uh, Kubot. Yeah. like there's this a... goes poop up. Yeah, there's a lot of, oh, we're going to set up over here. We're going to distract them, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, but it doesn't work. They all get captured. And just when you think things are curtains for the gang, ah, we forgot to mention one important detail. And that is Gilbert, scaredy pants ass, have been sitting back in the car the whole time. See, I just hoped that the audience would assume that Gilbert was too scared. Yeah, because to... we didn't mention him for a good while. Yeah. And, I mean, Gilbert works for Gilbert. Of, That's right. Of course he's not going to go in Yeah, and Gilbert, I think Gilbert was trying to just steal the car. Yeah. Uh, but he's a kid. He doesn't know how to drive. So he instead drives through the wall, saving the day. Yes. And says, holy fuck. When holy he, fuck. When he drives through the wall. Sorry I busted your bitch-ass jalopy, he, he cries. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's not afraid to curse, I can tell you that. No, no, he says some really graphic stuff. I've been toning it down. <laughs> he says words you don't even know. <laughs> they make quick work of, uh, of Kubot. Yeah. Uh, In fact, Harold, like, just tosses him. Yep. Zoink. Yep, Harold thankfully gets... To be reunited with the queen. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they somehow got his sarcophagus to the museum. Yep, and so everything comes together for that. We see Marshall in his bedroom packing up all of his horror stuff, and his mom's just like, you know, comes in, and goes, "Hey, buddy, what's going on?" And he's just like, "Oh, you know what? I think I might be done with all that horror business." Psh. Marshall ends up giving his blessing for his mom and Ted to be together forever because he ends up asking her, do you love Ted? And she's just like, of course I do. And he's just like, well, who am I to stand in the way of love? Congrats. Yeah. (laughs) Him seeing Harold loving on the queen before he laid back down in his sarcophagus made Marshall turn a new leaf on love in general he's like you know if those if those two can still be in love after two thousand years you know maybe not every parent gets divorced that's right or if they meet somebody new maybe that'll stick (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah everything just kind of winds down and works out for the kids hooray yeah, that's, I mean, that's literally how it ends. Yeah. Like, everything seems fine. Uh, I They're kind of trying to shoehorn in a romance between Marshall and Amy at the very end. Yeah, but well, she's not really. I think it was more of a, yeah, I like you, but I'm going to pick on you because yeah. I like you. Um you know, plus also there's a hint that maybe just maybe we'll have a sequel. Oh, I don't. Was there ever an nope. underwraps to besides the new one? Nope. Okay, okay. See, that's why they had to remake it. That's how they remake it. so, they, so that they can yeah. finally make two. They should have just made underwraps too, where all the kids are just grown up, and then yeah, their kids find yeah. the mummy. 
Yeah. You know, you pull a Hocus Pocus too. All these other legacy sequels that do that crap. You know, as I said, I might need to rewatch the remake because Mm. I wasn't paying the biggest attention to it. Oh, yeah. By the way, the end for this movie. Uh, (laughs) We said it was the end. Yeah. We said it wrapped up. But yeah, there's just so much about it that I was like, where's the where's the charm? Yeah, yeah. This movie is still incredibly charming. Yeah, I think so that it holds cute. up pretty well. Even even if I were to remove my nostalgia goggles, mm-hmm. I think it's a fine film. Yeah, there's a lot about it that's kind of like, eh. But I mean, yeah. it was written for the Disney Channel. They they weren't always the best of scripts. Yeah. But somehow the movies still hold up really well. Yeah. Because I mean, Halloween Town's still really great. Oh, Halloween Town's fantastic. Um, Smart House is still really fun. Of course it is. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, and then the others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so folks, if you want to watch the original Under Wraps, uh, you can find it on YouTube, uh, uploaded by somebody for now. For uh, now. I think that it might also be on our Internet Archive. I think yeah. it's on there. Yeah, I think you can, of course, buy it through Amazon. Maybe. Uh, so so there, there's options out there. You might be able to find like a bootleg DVD too. Eventually they might have it on streaming again. Who knows? You, you don't know. Like uh, these well, streaming services like to erase history. They better not ever remake Halloween Towns. Oh, I've got All bad three news. of them. Ooh, I've got bad news for you. <gasps> anyway, that brings us to the end. This episode of Podcast Megoria's Halloween A to Z. Our next episode is our V episode. V for volumes of blood. Hmm, another one that I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah, don't have a clue. Hey, it's an anthology movie. That's something to look forward to. Oh, cool. So catch us next time for that review. Until next time, if you and your buddies end up making buddies with a mummy, don't worry about no silly old curse have a good time have have a day out on the town get some ice cream and if your <laughs> buddy goes to dust well sprinkle them on that ice cream and have a great time and remember to stay spooky mm, mummy dust <laughs> scree 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 bye that time I was a confused bat that was in the pyramid with the sarcophagus going, oh my gosh, what's going on with these mummies? You've been listening to Podcast Magoria with Autumn and James, starring Autumn Campbell and James Davis, produced by Taryn Westphal, with music by James Davis. Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for posts related to Podcast Magoria Productions. And as always, stay spooky.